Welcome to the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Let's join our geeky hosts on this week's episode. And welcome to another episode of Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. Welcome. (laughs) Alright folks, well if you haven't heard about our podcast before, we're here to infiltrate your ear holes, have a beverage or two, and discuss our geeky topic of the week. Yes. All right, but before we jump into this week's topic, it's time to tell you where to find us. You can find, follow, like, subscribe, comment, tweet, and tweet, and whatever you want to do. You can you can draw a ring of cocaine on the floor and trap us in a circle. Yes. Um, and we're on all social media platforms, at Geek Drink Pod. So, mm-hmm. Twitter, X, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Discord... LonelyVampireSingles.net Toxic uh, VampireSingles.net <laughs> Toxic masculine relationships with a uh, blood sucking monster Just as long as you call work. him Master Master Alright folks, well, it's time to talk about our drink of the week Grab your beverage and join along as the geeks discuss the drink of the week. Alright folks, this week we're bringing it back last week's very delicious brew. Yes, from local brewery Prost. Um, I think they're in Rhino. No. They? Or they have um, they have a tasting room in Rhino, right? Yeah, their their uh, brewery brewery is off of twentieth and I twenty five across from Coors Field. Oh, okay. So, um, and then they have that one over here near us mm-hmm. um, with the restaurant attached to it. That's delicious. Oh, nice. Um, you've been there with us. Yes. Um, but yeah, we're drinking the Marzen. Yep. Uh, the October style lager, which yes. an yes. October October style lager goes really well with Spooktober twenty twenty three. Woo! We're back. All right. We're week back, two. Baby. <laughs> and week two, cheers. Cheers to week two and season two of Spooktober. Yes. I do like a good German beer. Do you, you like, know? Do you like a good German sausage? Well, sometimes. Like, what are we talking about? Like, bratwurst? Yeah, I'm sure we can go with that. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what you mean, Matt. <laughs> yeah, you don't know what I mean. Uh-huh. Quotes. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm like half German, so... Um, Are you talking about this sausage? Yeah, your bratwurst. Yeah, my bratwurst. Yeah, no one wants that. Mm, apparently not. <laughs> um, but you can you can always market it on LonelyVampires.net. Yes, I... <laughs> <laughs> I want to suck your... Oh, oh no! <laughs> Cut it right that's, there! That's your, that's your tagline. <laughs> oh, damn. Oh. Alright, folks. Well, it's Spooktober 2023, and yes. um, in honor of Spooktober 2023, we're doing something different. Yeah, we've... We kind of were discussing, um, like... First episode we did, we did sci-fi horror with Event Horizon. Yeah. Um, Then we talked about doing something a little different, like a 
horror comedy. Yeah, so before we dive into it, Adam, it's time for the topic of the week. Yes. What are the geeks going to talk about this week? All right, folks. So, yeah, like Adam said, we're going to do a sci-fi comedy. Cause, or horror comedy. Horror comedy. Um, sci-fi comedy is also a fun one, but that's a different week, yeah, different month. Yeah, that a different month. Different, um, different time, different, different place. Time. Last year with Spooktober, we just kind of picked two films we each liked and went with it. Yes. Um, we did have a kind of quasi-horror comedy last year with Gremlins. Yes. Um, but this year we really are embracing the horror comedy. Yes, and... Uh, another thing before we start to all of you listening, uh, we're still discussing uh, one of our last topics for this month. Uh, what we want to do, if you have any suggestions, please let us know. We would uh, love to take your feedback and figure out something interesting to to do, especially if it's not something we've both seen. Yeah. kind of interesting to get a good first impression um but please read the room <laughs> yes yes we've gotten some weird recommendations and i was like oh yeah this looks great oh <laughs> oh no <laughs> so we have decided to pull out a new film from the book yes came out 2023 yes um and we're gonna highly i'm gonna highly recommend this but we're gonna talk about Renfield. So, Adam, let's let's dive into this Renfield Dracula story. Yes, but Dracula is not like, this. Is a new take on yeah a new take this Dracula story. And he so I, before we dive into this too deep, and I kind of just want to give our audience just a little teaser on this. Yes, it's a Dracula story. Dracula isn't the main character. No, it fakes it. It's based it, on the what was the character's full name? Robert Robert Mont- Montefi- Montague Renfield, Renfield, who is his familiar. Yes. So if you don't know what a familiar is in terms of the Dracula story, he is Dracula's to all those personal who aren't into the vampire erotica. Yes, <laughs> that's out there. But yes, so uh, Char- or Robert Montague Renfield is like his assistant, yeah. is familiar, his helps him with assistant. everything. Yeah. So, um, great cast. Great oh cast. My God. Um, First off, Nick Cage. Well, let's talk I don't about... think we could go much further no. without talking about Nick Cage. Nicholas Cage um, really kind of fell off the map the past 10 years, I'd say. He's had a few spot movies here and there. Kind of independent in the... I thought the one where he played himself with uh, yeah. Pedro Pascal was excellent. It's I highly recommend that one. Yeah. Um, that was The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Yes. Um, but this is kind of a little change back to that. Um, where he plays an over-the-top Dracula. Um do you know who he based his Dracula yeah. off of? Um, Christopher Lee's Dracula. Correct. Christopher Lee, for those of you who aren't aware, obviously he was Count Dooku in the prequel series of Star Wars. Saruman. He was also Saruman in Lord of the Rings trilogy and also Hobbit films. One of the main influences for Ian Fleming's James Bond, if you didn't know. Yes. 
Um, because he, he literally served in like British special forces during World War Two. The man's yes. a bad, uh, like was such a badass. <laughs> yes. Um, so one of the cool things about Christopher Lee before his kind of rise to mainstream star power was he was very much a classic uh, horror film kind of guy. Yeah, he did the Hammer um, kind of Dracula. Yes, he did that. He, um, looking up some of his stuff right here, some of you might know. Uh, he was the mummy in the 50s. Mm-hmm. He was... Was that all Hammer still, or...? Yes. Okay. Um, he was in a James Bond film. Yes, he played, uh, Scaramanga. Uh-huh. The man with the golden gun. Yes. Which so... is kind of funny, considering that he was the guy Ian Fleming based James Bond off of, and he played a villain in a James Bond movie. Yes. A little silly, but anyway, <laughs> we we digress. <laughs> so, you know, speaking of the cast, I mean, Nicolas Cage, obviously, phenomenal. He he took it over top in a good way. I think it, it's... I don't... I could not see anyone playing Dracula. That way, yeah. Well, ever <laughs> again. <laughs> it was I, perfect. I, I think if we have a more serious Dracula, we'd, we'd have to go a different route. Eh, probably. Um, I mean, and then you've got um, Nicholas Holt playing... Renfield. Mm-hmm. Um, Nicholas Holt's claim to fame before um, as he, his star power rose was the X-Men First Class and the reboot movie series with uh, as playing Beast. Yes, he, he played Beast in two decent X-Men movies. And, and a then, bunch of crappy ones. And then two crappy ones. <laughs> um, and then great in Mad Max. Oh, he was fantastic yes. in Mad Max. Um, I will, uh, I guess... Kind of speaking of Bond, uh, there's a lot of rumors that he's in the running to play, to replace Daniel Craig as Bond. Hmm. And after seeing Renfield, I kind of can see it. (laughs) He's also going to be in a remake of Nosferatu. Oh, is that the new one with, uh, uh, Bill Skarsgård? Yep. Okay, yeah, um... That's, uh, what, who's the director of that Directing one? Directing that one is Robert Eggers. Robert Eggers, um, if you don't know who he is, check out The Witch. It's spelled with... It's spelled The Witch. Well, it's actually two V's on the poster. It's like, The yeah. Vivitch. Excellent, excellent. And then I just watched the, um, his, uh, I didn't see The Lighthouse yet, but I Northman. watched The Northman, and that one was also very good. He, I think he's... One of the better filmmakers that are out there right now. Sorry, we're getting off topic. Okay, no, we're, we're, it's good. Yes. Um, and then you've got Aquafina, who I, I'll, I'll talk about her in my hot taste a little bit. Okay. It's not a bad thing, but it's just personal preference. Yeah, but she did I a guess good job I, in the character. We can, we'll save that. We'll table that yeah. for them because I, like, I, 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 I like, have a question. Yes. But I guess we'll table that for hot takes. Um, but. Um, I did like her care. I did like the what she did with him. I like shut the fuck up, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, Kevin was my favorite part. <laughs> Not really, but no, Kevin is Kyle or Kyle. Yeah, Kyle Ramey, which the director used the last name Ramey because he's a big fan of Sam, Sam Ramey and Ted yes. Ramey. So, um, then you've also we're, got we're full of trivia today, <laughs> folks. Uh, ben Schwartz, um, and then uh, who played? 
Teddy Lobo. Teddy Lobo. Uh, part of the, uh, the crime Lobo family. Crime yeah. family. Yeah. And then he got his mother played by, I can't pronounce her name. Um, uh, do you want to pull it up? I can try it. No. Nope. Shora Hech Avedalashu. Yeah. Um, she was in um, Star Trek Beyond. Yes, she, she was played one of the admirals. She was um, also in X Men: The Last Stand. Yep. Uh, she played Mora McTaggart. No, I think. Or, she played uh, Doctor Kavita Rao. Oh, who oh she gets it. killed. Yeah. yeah. She was one uh, pushing the vaccine to. Yeah, she gets killed in that. Yeah. I, I, I tend to want to forget certain X Men films. She was uh, also in Ghostbusters. Which one? The newest one. She was Gozer. Gozer? Yeah. Oh. Interesting. Well, yeah. she did the voice of Gozer, yes. I guess, because Olivia Wilde was the body. Yes. Anyway. Yeah, whatever. Or, in, in two of your favorite games. What are, what are these games that... Mass Effect 2. And Mass Effect 3. Hmm. Who'd she play? Admiral Tanabe. Oh, Yeah. She also gets killed. <laughs> Sorry, spoilers. In Destiny, Assassin's Creed, yada yada yada. Um, so she's got a very unique voice, yes. like very raspy, kinda raspy, smoky. Yeah, like but in a good way. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's nice. Like I like her. I, I like her a lot. Like I loved her in um, Wow Star Trek Beyond. I did not realize she is seventy one. Oh, she does not look it. No, and she doesn't look like she's had any work to change that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so, cheers. She must moisturize. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, directed by Chris McKay. Chris McKay, um, for geek knowledge, was part of the Lego movie, directed yeah, by he Batman. Did visual effects for Lego movie. Bunch of robot chicken. Oh, he was in the first pilot. He yeah. was part of the first pilot in that group. Not only acting, but doing... Visual effects yes. and stuff like that. More and then, oral. And the one thing you kind of see with a lot of these, um, like with the cast, there's a lot of characters that come in and they were like, oh yeah, they also worked on Robot Chicken. <laughs> they also yes. were voices in Lego movies and stuff like that. So um, it's it's interesting to see Chris McKay like... He hires his friends. Yes. Um, also, he did also the Tomorrow War. He directed the Tomorrow War, which is okay. It's decent. It's decent. But he actually wrote the story for D and D, the movie. Yes. <laughs> Bringing it back. Um, so yeah, so let's kind of dive into this a little bit, Adam. Yes. I mean, some of my favorite parts of this film. Okay. Um. The opening sequence, yes, where they go and use old footage from the older Dracula movie, the nineteen thirty one Bela Lugosi yeah. Dracula. They yeah. use this footage and put Nicholas Holt and, Nick and Nicholas Cage, Cage in those spots, in, in those roles. things, and it looks great. It Even looked- down to the what? Um, sorry, this gets a little technical. Um, in in the film world, when they light up the eyes. Yes. And they do um, that shot. Star Trek was famous for that. Yes. Um, yes. The Captain Kirk eyes. There's actually yes. a term for it. They call it an inky dink. Yes. 
So um, <laughs> they even did it in some of the new Star Trek movies, mm-hmm. um, like Nemesis did it. Yeah, with with Troy. But that we digest. Um, <laughs> so we're going we're going deep. Yes. on this one. Um, but they did a great job where they seamlessly made it work, where you couldn't tell that they were superimposing their images onto this footage. You could have almost believed reshot that they reshot it. That's what they made it look yeah. like. Um, especially that scene where Renfield's going up the staircase holding on to the, the railings. Mm-hmm. That's a classic image of Renfield from the movie. Yes. Um, I do also like <laughs> how in that first fight sequence when Dracula gets burned by the sunlight, how <laughs> messed up he is. And Master, are, are you, you okay? okay? No! He's <laughs> <laughs> just like, very crispy animatronic. Yes. But I did, like, I wrote down a note about that, like, a lot of practical effects were oh, used. God, I think it was mostly practical effects. The only I thing mean, I would say... Some of the hyper gore was CG. Yes. But a lot of kind of animatronics and dummies and oh, arms loved, being flailed like nunchucks. Yeah. <laughs> I loved how they embraced some of the cheesiness of, of the 1930s Dracula where... Nick Cage, his Dracula, like, rises to the ceiling. You can tell it's very stiff and, like, on cables. Yes. Um, it wasn't, you know, like a CG Superman flying. It was mm-hmm. very stiff. And I like that effect. I also liked when, during the, the prologue, and they're talking about where he, what, what's going on, why is it now modern day, and mm-hmm. how he, Dracula keeps getting beat up every 20, 30 years or so, and they have to rebuild yeah. him. Um, how the makeup... Mm-hmm. Was so good. Oh yeah, he had that little dangly thing and on, on his yeah, neck, skin and just kind of like molting off of him. Like, yeah, yeah, it was very funny. <laughs> yes, um, um, I don't know. I will say this um, to our listeners: um, I think Matt and I do have a bit of a darker sense of humor. Really, we do. Well. Okay. Anyway, we, if you haven't listened to us talk before, you're now learning this. Yes. Um, but stuff like that we find funny and amusing and charming. Yes. But it's not. We're not just sitting here being like, "Oh my god, this hyper gore fest." No, and was so, so funny, and you think we're freaks. Let's but. talk about this the gore. <laughs> so, if you are not a gore fan, I still recommend seeing this because it's not gore for gore. It's not like. The Saw movies, or it's not like yes. the Conjuring movies where they do hyper gore and it's meant to. I don't know. I haven't seen the bit. Conjuring I mean, movies. Why, but it's part of that gore kind of new wave taking over yeah. horror films. I mean, where it's the gorier we, the better. If we reference back to last week's episode, um, like there was a, a gore factor to yes. Event Horizon, but it was gore being played to like. Further the story, it was it, it accentuate the horror. Yes. Whereas, I think when this film trying to play it more comedic, oh god, it's yeah. hyper gory, but it's almost like let's talk about you kind of get why. a little shocked, <laughs> but shocked in a fun way. Like yeah, you're when, like oh god, that's that's hilarious, bizarre, that's awesome. Like <laughs> yeah. when they're fighting at the apartment. And he takes two guys' arms, rips them off, and then impales two other guys with those arms. Yeah, and flings them around like nunchucks. It was like, that was funny. Punching a guy's head clean off. And then going, oh shit! (laughs) (laughs) Funny. But that's kind of, I mean, it's our sense of humor, I guess, but um, 
it's there is a difference between us watching a movie like Event Horizon and yes. watching Sam Neill rip his eyes out and that is scary or yes. um the lady falling and breaking every bone in her body um that's scary but this we watch it and we're like oh <laughs> you can kind of you kind of separate yes this was two. gore for fun yeah not gore for like effect comedic effect yes. if you will <laughs> yeah this isn't gore to make you go oh god what just happened oh i can't believe yeah. and you kind of cringe and you do that like curl yeah. inward kind of cringe mm-hmm. this is more of a <laughs> i don't know are you are you squeamish man like i'm not squeamish to the fact where like oh god it happens especially in these the hyper gore sense where it's just like this is over the top even if it's in a horror mm-hmm. meant to be horror movie i get squeamish more than you like Castaway, where he puts the ice skate in his mouth to talk out, take out the the, the, the visceral the the like this could happen to me kind of gore. Okay, where it's like oh, or you like when you watch fail videos and someone breaks a bone and you just hurt for them. Yeah, that's where I kind of get squeamish. See, I don't get bothered by any of that stuff. But like, the hyper gore, was... I don't know if that's just because my my folks are in the medical field and like I've been exposed it's to it because you have no soul yeah probably <laughs> but I have brown hair <laughs> so you're not a ginger <laughs> <laughs> this is true I also have hair <laughs> so one of our one of our listeners is yes. gonna get pissed yeah um I think we I might need who. to cut that part nope out. we're leaving that <laughs> um so <laughs> let's let's talk about so for those of you who haven't, I mean, check this film out right now. It's currently on Peacock. Yes, it's um, if you if you have Peacock, views. it's great. I actually really like Peacock as a service. So yeah, I know we're kind of we've been recommending a lot of stuff. So, um, yeah. but Peacock I think is actually uh, one of the better kind of streaming services yeah, out it there. Is. They have some pretty good content. It is. Um, so it had a budget of sixty five million, only took in twenty six point seven. So obviously, in the studio eyes, a failure. Yes, and they put it to streaming very quickly. <laughs> yes. Um, so what do you think could be a reason for it not doing well in theaters? Is it it coming out in March? Is it promotional material? It is it just like people not understanding what they're trying to accomplish? Well, I think timing. Like, if this movie came out in October, it probably would have made a lot more money. Uh, The other factor, and I know a lot of people kind of dispute this, um, and I guess this is a good thing for you to chime in on. Do you think rated R movies always pull in less of a box office due to the fact that they are restricted? I think... Is this is yes and no, because you see some rated R films do really well. Yes, um, Deadpool is one of those franchises oh, that's yeah. rated R and done well. Um, or the poor, poor kids that talk their moms into taking them to see Deadpool, and they're like, "Oh God!" Yeah, um, the Matrix movies. I know the last one was rated R. Yeah, um, well, all all the Matrix movies were, they? were rated and they, I mean, they all did pretty well except for the last one. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a horrible, horrible shaking. <laughs> I still have not seen that one, so it, I think I good. started it and I was like, "Yeah, it's good <laughs> just to understand some stuff when yeah. it comes to." It, but it's not 
great by any I means. I mean, I like the Wachowski, like, sisters there. Yeah. Like, I saw Jupiter Ascending. It was okay. A little weird, but... Yeah. I, I, My wife enjoys it. Yeah, I mean, I liked uh, Eddie Redmayne in it. He, I thought he was fantastic. I mean, he's good at everything, but... True. Even the last Fantastic Beast, which I did not enjoy so much. I enjoyed it more than the second one. I enjoyed the first one yes. more than anything. Like, that's like one of my favorite Harry Potter <laughs> things. But the second one, I was like, eh. And I kind of was in a rough place at the time. I think we've mentioned this yes. on the podcast, but I was like, eh, it's okay. Third one just kind of dropped off the map for me. Um, anyway. So anyway, <laughs> so let's also discuss... Um, so, do you think a film like this, ha- do you think they should make more of these comedy, horror, action kind of movies? Well, this was actually something I had written down. Like, do you think horror comedies are actually more accessible to people? And I think... I think yes. Yes. Because, at case in point, my wife, not big into the horror scene, not big into the scary movies. My, my um, girlfriend is not... We, we had to... I still peer pressure to watch this one. We're going to work on it. We had to peer pressure my wife into going to see the It movies. Um, those are tend to be... They can be a little jump scary, a little creepy, but she's not into that kind of film. Mm-hmm. She watched this and loved it. Mm-hmm. She thought it was hilarious. Um, I'm not going to use her word that she called it, which was cute. Um, <laughs> well, you kind of just did. I did, but that's not how I'm going to describe it. Um, but it was... It was fun. It was charming. It was charming. Um, it like I guess that's the best way you can put it is, you you fall for the character Renfield and not like, don't people don't take this like the wrong way, but you you feel for the character. You yes, you empathize. You root for him because he's kind of your superhero. He's your oh yeah, he's your bug eating superhero. Yeah, but it's like. You, you root for the character. You want him to succeed. But there's a lot of one-off comments that I like um, that they make throughout the movie. And I'm not going to reference all of them. But one of my one of the fun things that made this charming and, and enjoyable, too, were like the little one-off comments like, The fuck you, Kyle, when she's when Aquafina's <laughs> talking to her co-worker. Yes. Um, her partner, when they go into the, the bar restaurant to have dinner, and he's like, Order me a number three because the bathroom ordered me a number two. Yeah. Kind of, I liked it also when he got hit in the face with the cocaine bag. Yes. And he's just oh, like, oh, that's cocaine. Is that dr- cocaine? Oh, God. <laughs> um, or when they are investigating the crime scene and there's graffiti ska lyrics on the side of the warehouse. Yeah. He's like, is that ska? Uh, folks, do you remember the music <laughs> type of ska? Uh. And if you say it's the one with a lot of the trumpets, that is a mess. <laughs> <laughs> misjudgment of it <laughs> to quote the film. oh my god who am i <laughs> but uh yeah no they they're it was just a well constructed film i even really like the uh how they filmed the fight scenes it was a yes. lot of i know a lot of it was done like in post with like the gore and oh yeah Stuff like that, but a lot of long takes. Um, 
I know there's a huge joke about like one of the Taken films where there were 13 like cuts of Liam Neeson just jumping over a fence. Yes. And I hate that crap. <laughs> I mean, I prefer the long take fight scenes. They look more interesting. They're more, I don't know, visceral. They feel more natural. And I think they take a lot more talent. So if you like those, like check out like John Wick's, most of the Tony Jaw like movies like Ongbok and yeah. The Protector. Um, um, so before we jump into hot takes, Adam. Yes. I was doing a little bit more research. Here's another reason probably why the film didn't do so well. Why is that? It came up against Super Mario Brothers and John Wick Chapter 4. Oh, okay. Bad timing. That That is... I, I've seen interviews with George Lucas where he, like, pushed back episode one because he didn't want to... Compete against... Compete yeah. against Titanic. So, makes sense. Can you blame him? No. I um, can't. So... Before we dive into the hot takes, I have one more question for you. Okay, go for it. Does Dracula come back after he is pureed into concrete ice cubes and sent down the sewer system? Spoilers! (laughs) I mean... So there is no post-credit scene. There's no, like, sequel. It's just... It's a standalone film, but... Would I love to see... Nick Cage back in this role and would I love to see Nicholas Holt back in this role yes um does it need to happen no No. it won't with what it took in either (laughs) yeah probably not but yeah I don't think uh because yeah Peacock's Universal owned by Universal right yeah so yeah I don't think Universal's gonna put money into that they'd rather waste money on their what what was the big, like, flop they had with the mummy? Like, oh, the, not the Brendan Fraser no, one. No, they talk about the, the MonsterVerse. The Dark yeah, Universe. Dark so this universe. Was, <laughs> this is counter to what that is, because Universal did um, Dracula Untold, and then they were going to have the mummy, and then they're like, wait, no, the mummy's going to start the franchise. Yeah. And that flopped, and they're like, we're going to tell one-off stories, which is, is one of those one-off stories. Unfortunately, yeah. I, I think it should have been better, but um, it did I, not. I tried watching The Mummy. It was god-awful. That's another one with crazy jump cuts in an action sequence. <laughs> also, I think in their trailer, they had, like, one of the original releases of the trailer, they forgot to put in the sound when, yes. like, the plane's going down. <laughs> it was just Tom Cruise going, Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> I'm um, like, Ugh. Yeah. So, Adam, let's jump into our hot takes. All right. going to say this week but i already put mine out there but i i wanted to let's go with you so my hot take what i have a couple and it's not because the film's bad it's just personal preference and uh-huh. do with it as you will i think aquafina's character 
and maybe this is something they planned on, was just a little too predictable in the way they presented her. Yes. I think that having her being the like, cop who's got something to prove, because her daddy was a cop and was the killed. The paragon of virtue. Yeah. The and Superman. her sister's a cop, and and with the FBI, and I... I that kind of bugged me, as well as them hinting at and not needing to hint at a possible romantic entanglement between her and Renfield at the end throughout the movie, and yeah. not paying off on that. They did not pay off on that. I, I think there were a lot of moments where Renfield's trying to ask her out, but it's just not like things get in the way. Yes, like a bunch of bodies. <laughs> <laughs> He's standing on top of all the bodies, reaching out his hand, um, on top of a cop car. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you think that was a, a choice they made, or do you think it's not the best writing? Or What are your feelings on that? Uh, I don't... So, I have seen Aquafina being written well. Yeah. Um, I thought she was great in Shang-Chi. Yep. Um, I have not seen the film that she did where her grandmother's passing away and they haven't told her or told the, the farewell. Grandma. Yeah, the farewell, which I hear she is like Aquafina is just excellent in. Um, but uh, I've seen her character like like her being written well, like kind of a smart ass, kind yeah. of a uh, crazy rich Asians. <clears throat> yes, it's she. She can play that character really well. Um, and yeah, she did have moments where she is kind of a smart ass and kind of sassy, but I think, yeah, having her kind of be this sort of, the character that is sort of changing Renfield, yeah, if you will, um, I don't think they did a great job with that. I think they spent more time writing Renfield as a sympathetic character, as like following the sort of the path of like someone who's in an abusive relationship is kind of the big theme. And I liked that, but having her kind of be his, like that guiding light, to him wanting to be better. Okay. It, it it didn't work. I mean... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I thought she was very funny in the film. But... I felt that she was very much kind of character of herself. Yeah. If she was a cop in yeah. real life. But I mean, it, and nothing against her. I think it's just the way the part was written. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think she did a bad job delivering the lines. Or, oh, no. Or there, there were acting, some but... great moments. Like, yeah. I like the one where she's, like, walking away from her sister and she keeps, like, looking back. Expecting her to say something and come back to, after, like, yeah. turn around and she just keeps, like... Yes. <laughs> and she, and her she's sister's just, so fast when she does it, too. Yeah. Her sister just keeps walking and she keeps turning around to be, like... Yeah. <laughs> Am I gonna get the last word in, or are you gonna turn around and? But I, I just think that yeah, maybe she wasn't. Her character wasn't written as well. Um, I agree. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, what else do you got for me? Um. So my other kind of hot take on this is the build up to this ending of him confronting Dracula, and and him 
I guess the best word of it is confronting that, I wouldn't say demon, but that, I guess what you can say is demons. The trauma. The trauma inside, and all that stuff. Yeah. But it was a very brief interaction. And yeah. I wish it would have played out a little bit more. It would have been fun to see Dracula try to pull Renfield back to his side again. Like manipulate him. Manipulate more. him like he did at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Um, things like that where it's just like, you can tell us. And it's kind of predictable. You can tell where it's going in the beginning of the film because he's degrading and, and, and insulting Renfield. And so mm-hmm. you kind of can feel that Renfield's not going to turn. But if you had that emotional hit early on and then you had that manipulation in that final fight sequence, I think it would have hit home a little differently. Probably, yeah. No, I agree. I, I wish there was... It's, it's hard because I think they they probably only had... Nick Cage for so long, especially yeah. with makeup effects and stuff like that. You can only use your actor for a brief amount of time. And so it's like they focused a lot on Renfield and his journey, but yes. less on um, like, oh, yeah, maybe you could have had him pulling the strings like more like on Renfield and. Um, especially because I know that's like a a big thing that like Bela Lugosi always like did like even from like more of a physical act and even like Christopher Lee where it's just like how manipulative Dracula was yes um, but uh, I guess my hot take is uh, Matt what do you think is the best depiction of Dracula or who has portrayed Dracula the best that's hard to say mm. uh, Nosferatu is way up there in in the classics mm-hmm. um, Christopher Lee I think obviously does a great job portraying mm-hmm. the part I think Willem Dafoe did a great job Willem Dafoe I, it's hard Vampire. yeah um, Gary Oldman yes and Bram Stoker's Dracula directed by Francis Ford Coppola who yes. is the uncle Nick Cage, or he's related to yeah, Nick Cage. Yeah, he Nick Cage married, I think, one of his something like that. Yeah, but uh, um, I will say probably those are some of the best ones. I will say one of the worst uh adaptations of Dracula was in Van Helsing. Oh, yeah, I was not a big fan of that one, even though I really like uh Stephen Summers. Yes, I, I liked his The Mummy. Yes. Was really good, but um, I didn't think Van Helsing was no very good. By Richard, uh, Richard, Richard Roxborough played. Yeah. Um, I, that's why I'll say it's kind of like, eh. Um, but what about you, Adam? Um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a toss-up. I mean, I think Bela Lugosi did, uh, like, I mean, he's the OG. Like, yes. Depiction of that. Um, I will say, like, after seeing the 1931 Dracula, um, the next version I saw was the Francis Ford Coppola, uh, Gary Oldman Dracula. And I liked how Gary Oldman portrayed him, like, more seductive, more, like, kind of sensual and appealing and all that but I liked how Christopher Lee portrays Dracula more, like, in the Hammer films, he was definitely a lot more terrifying. Um, 
So, um, I mean, if I were to pick a modern actor to play Dracula, yeah, Nick Cage got it, but like he did a great job. But I might have to go with uh, Gary Oldman. Okay. I think he did a pretty damn good job. And are you looking up Dracula 2000? Yeah, because I forgot Gerard Butler was Dracula in that uh, one. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Jerry Butler, I like you. Just not there. It just was not the film for it. Yes. But um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's, I guess, what I got. All right. All right, folks. Well, now that we've kind of thoroughly vivisected Drac- um, Renfield, mm-hmm. and that's a throwback to last week, mm-hmm. uh, Adam, it's time to talk about our Geek Wreck of the Week. It's time for the Geek Wreck of the Week. What are the geeks going to recommend? What, Adam, are you recommending to us this week? Uh, well, I'm kind of going off the theme of, if you like horror comedy, check out Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. It's kind of a funny, like, redneck, cabin in the woods-esque thing, but it's kind of, it's all not what you think. (laughs) (laughs) Um, great cast, uh... Really great direction. Um, I don't want to say much more about it, just so I don't spoil anything. But Tucker and Dale versus Evil is like a really good example of horror and comedy being kind of married together really well. Okay, good to know. Um, You've seen it, <laughs> or at least you lied to me and told. I have. I have. Um, It's alright. It's not one of my favorite horror comedies. Oh, it's so good. Cabin in the Woods. Did you see that one? I think I... I, Yes, yes. That's the one where it's the traditional Cabin in the Woods, but there's there's a Joss Whedon written one (laughs) that everything goes off the rails. Another good one. Sorry. We're full of wrecks. That's okay. All right, well, my wreck this week is, I know I've wrecked it already earlier this this in the past few weeks, Ahsoka. The season just wrapped up. Phenomenal ending to the season. There is going to be a season. It has to be the way they end this. Um, they can't tie this up with the Mandalorian movie that they're working on. Well, who do you think is going to take over for Ray Stevens? Um, I think Liv Schreiber would be a great That's, choice. I saw that. And it works. <laughs> it works. Um, I, it's, it's just... Where they left it is a great spot, and I would be hard-pressed to say, yeah, that's fine, that's where the characters lie. Um, you know, live-action-wise, bringing a lot of these rebel characters in, um, with the Hera, Ezra, Chopper. Chopper is amazing. <laughs> um, who is voiced by Dave Filoni, too. Oh. Um, but Dave Filoni, being a student of George Lucas's ideas of where the Star Wars universe should go and can go, I think has really done a good job with The Mandalorian and Boba Fett and Ahsoka and all these series, kind of bringing that focus back into what Star Wars was was going at in terms of lore, in terms of where George was taking it before he sold the company off. Mm. Do you um, think George would have gotten to this point, or do you think, think he, he would have gotten, shat the bed? <laughs> he might have in terms of writing, but I mean, George... Did help develop the character Ahsoka during the Clone Wars when he was when it was still mm-hmm. under his when he still owned Lucasfilm. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the one who kind of encouraged his path to um, 
her character. Dave obviously created the character and has created so much back story for her and so much mm-hmm. character growth that I you know, I would I would say she's probably a more well rounded written character than a lot of other Star Wars characters have been. Padme Luke Anakin. No, Luke is a very like he is a traditional hero. Yeah. But I think, but he's a traditional hero in the in the sense of how this is Ahsoka not Ahsoka purposely leaving the order and going on her own journey and discovery of the Force, um, and being guess, being more of a balanced presentation of the Force. How? Where does Ahsoka the the show yeah. lie within the Mandalorian? It's Right after season three, because they referenced the retaking of Mandalore, and they referenced the death of Moff Gideon. Okay, I just was like, I don't quite know, and it's the problem I have is I haven't watched the Clone Wars, I haven't watched Rebels, I don't. I give you the list of just wait the, the small episodes here and there you need to watch to get her story. I got got shit to do. <laughs> Yeah, play Starfield. Ooh. It's really good. It's really good, people. I would argue stuff is better. Can you make all your characters wear bathing suits in Ahsoka? Why would I want any of my characters to wear bathing suits in video games? It's Rosario Dawson in Ahsoka. It should be an easy thing, but... No, but apparently you can do this in Starfield. <laughs> okay, Adam, I'm not Not that add... I've done it, yeah, but... No, um, you've done it if you've no, mentioned it. No, I haven't. I uh... just saw a TikTok about it the other day. They were like, oh, by the way, you can do this. And I'm like, eh, interesting. You can have not... Caitlyn install a nanny cam on you. Yeah, probably. <laughs> All right, folks. She'd be so bored. I'd just be sitting there with the puppy and just like... Click, 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 click. Ooh. <laughs> no, it's not even that. It's just like, I, and I'm one of those people who does not like traveling with like companions because you have the option to like have companions. You could romance companions. I don't do any of that in the Bethesda games. I just prefer to be on my own and walk around. <laughs> on your own. Yeah, well, there's also a big, part of where you have to survey planets and don't take that in a dirty way Matt I can see your planet in a dirty way I mean if if you're gonna go survey the the native population then we have a different conversation yeah the flora and the fauna and the Uh resources Uh but Uh yeah see I I knew he was gonna do this but no it's interesting because you can also like if you want to build an outpost and a base not that I've done any of that. I've barely scratched the surface on shipbuilding. <laughs> and I've been... I'm like level 38 right now. So. Alright, folks. Well, this wraps up another episode of Have a Drink Some Geeks podcast. Yes. Make sure you like, follow, subscribe, comment, tweet, tweet. Whatever you want to do on our social media platforms at Geek Drink Pod. Yes. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Discord, X... Uh, LonelyVampireGirls.net mm-hmm. uh, RingOfCocaineFire.com That sounds like an STD. Ring of Cocaine Fire. <laughs> it sounds my... like a really bad mashup of a Johnny Cash song. Or like really bad like condition after eating a ton of spicy Chipotle. <laughs>
Ooh, we're just not going to touch that one with, uh, <laughs> with a oh, silver pole. My butthole. <laughs> all right, folks. But make sure you guys uh, leave a comment, leave a review on all on any of the social media platforms. Um, the more reviews and comments, the better the algorithm that helps get this into ear holes. As we yes, um, but we won't do that until we're lubricated. Yes. Also, um, please, uh, if you guys have any suggestions for topics you want us to bring up, please recommend stuff. Like I said, within reason, read the room. Yes. Um, no porn. <laughs> that that was a little weird, but um, let us know like if you want us to find a film or video game or I don't know, hell, music, board games. Yeah. Like we're we're all into it. So That's why we're geeks who drink. Yes. Alright, folks. Well thanks for joining in this week. Join us next week for Spooktober Week 3. Week 3. All right, folks. You guys have a great Geek Week. Take it easy. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Tune in next week to see what our geeky host will discuss next week. Goodbye. This has been another episode of the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. All content, copyright, Geek Drink Pod 2023.